Hey friend, I'm Michael McCurry. This is Bible Tract Echoes, and I want to thank you for taking of your time and joining me right here today. We have been diving into 2 Samuel chapter number 9. We've been all over 1 and 2 Samuel, just a little bit here to set the context, and we're going to continue to today. We are asking and we're answering the question, why? How? How is it possible that Mephibosheth, a crippled young man from the backside of nowhere, could sit at the king's table? Well, we've discovered that his relationship with his father, Jonathan, the fact that Jonathan was his father was a big deal, but that in and of itself actually should have been a death sentence. I really want to focus our minds today. I want to provide a little context. I believe what we talk about could be a help to someone listening today and this week. Could we start with a word of prayer? I don't do this often. Now, I, I try to start my day with a word of prayer. I hope you do as well. We don't always take the time, though it would be well worth the time, to start every broadcast with a word of prayer. But as we dive in, I believe this is far too important for us to just brush past without asking for God's help. Could you could you pray with me for just a moment? Father, we're so grateful would be a word. We're incredulous that you'd be so kind as to meet with us. And beyond that, that you would give us your word that we could mine such rich truths out of. Truly, God, we're thankful. But may I, may we do justice to it. May we be very careful to say only what you'd have us to say today, but then also for the receiver, for the listener, each and every one across probably just about all 50 states and in countries outside of our continental U.S. borders. Father, I'm sure there are some that are hurting. I'm sure there are some across all of our listeners that could use just a little bit of help today, and may this broadcast be part of part of a solution for them. We thank you truly for what you have done, but we pray in faith and thanking you for what you will do. We ask all these things in your son's name we pray. Amen. We've set the stage here in 2 Samuel 9 with an introduction to Mephibosheth. We've already mentioned he's Jonathan's son, the son of Saul. Jonathan was. And we have an opportunity here to ask and answer the question, why and how could Mephibosheth sit at King David's table? We've already mentioned, I think on Monday, how unusual it is that a king from a new dynasty would be not just kind, but overly kind, gracious even, to a member of the family from the outgoing, from the previous king. Normally, a king from a new lineage would want to kill, would want to stamp out, would want to end all vestiges, any quote-unquote pretenders to the throne. He'd want them gone so that his claim was sure. But David didn't do that. He not only allowed Mephibosheth to live, he welcomed him into his own home to sit at his own table. But in asking in answering that question, why could Mephibosheth? How could Mephibosheth sit at the king's table? I believe we're also hot on the heels of a very important question for you and me. Why and how can you and I, how can we sit at the king, capital K, king's table? Yesterday, we discussed the fact that it was the king's promise 
David had made a promise to Jonathan that also enveloped and also applied to Mephibosheth. What an amazing thing, but it doesn't end there. Let's look today. Look at verse number four. And the king said unto him, unto Ziba, this was a, a servant of Mephibosheth, kind of a messenger man. The king, David, said unto him, where is he? Speaking of where is Mephibosheth? And Ziba said unto the king, behold, he is in the house of Maker, the son of Amiel, in Lodibar. That's saying it Samuel 9, verse Verse 4 and then verse number 5. Get this now. Then King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Maker, the son of Amiel, from Lodabar. We talked yesterday about the king's promise. Let's talk today about the king's pursuit. Do you realize Mephibosheth didn't come looking for the king? The king came looking for Mephibosheth. Do you realize Mephibosheth didn't find the king? The king found Mephibosheth. This whole thing wasn't Mephibosheth's idea. This was the king's idea. Could we also flip this around to some practical application for you and me? I told you today my prayer is that we'd be just a little bit of an encouragement. Well, this is an encouragement to me. Not only can we bank on the king's promises, they're always kept. They don't have caveats. They're always kind. But not just was this not Mephibosheth's idea. Not just did Mephibosheth, he didn't go looking for the king, but get this, you and I, we didn't go looking for the king, God Almighty, the king came looking for us. We didn't find the king. He found us. You know, going back to looking for the king, 1 John 4, 19, we love him. Why? Because he first loved us. He won the race. He got to us first. You didn't find the king. He found you go to Psalm 18.4 for just a moment. I gotta flip over there. Psalm 18.4. I want to show you this. I didn't have it written down in my notes, but I want you to see it. Psalm chapter 18 and verse number four. Let's see if I can find it today while we still have time to broadcast. There we go. Psalm 18.4. The sorrows of death compassed me. And the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him even into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down. Aren't you glad I think of that song? When the Savior reached down for me, he had to reach way, 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 way down for me. I was lost and undone without God or his precious son when he reached down his hand for me. I'm asking you today, friend, we can just dive right into this. Has the king been pursuing you and you've been running? I'm asking a Christian friend, maybe you already know, you already have a relationship, but like the prodigal, you've broken fellowship and you're running and the king's pursuing you and you know everything that you should be doing and you're running from it. But let's talk to you, my dear friend. Maybe you're here today. You're listening right now. I don't know what medium you're on, 
Maybe you're looking me in the eyes on a YouTube. Maybe you're listening through those earbuds on your podcast player. Maybe it's playing on the console of your car as you drive to or from work. I don't know where or when it is, but I know this. If you're listening right now and you do not know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, the King, the Savior, the God of all eternity, Creator Jehovah, He is pursuing you. And it could well be right now, not because there's some power in my voice, but because there's power in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Maybe something, it feels like the Holy Spirit of God has taken up residence in your chest cavity and is just squeezing with everything he can on your heart. And you know the decision you need to make. You've been brought to this place and you know you need to bow your head and bow your heart and say, you've caught me. You've been pursuing me. I've cried bitter tears into my pillow. I'm done. I'm done with, with all the sin, the besetting things, the vices that I can't see. I'm tired of trying to get clean before I come to God. You realize Mephibosheth never got his legs fixed to come to David. He just came as he was. Friend, the king's pursuing you. Could, could you please, could you pause for a moment? If you're listening right now, and you feel like Mephibosheth, you're on the backside of nowhere. You've got no claim to anything. But you know for a fact that if you died right now, you'd split hell wide open because you'd die lost and undone. You would die without Christ. And not because there's some guy on the radio trying to break your will. No, because God Almighty has been speaking to you and you're finally ready to listen. Maybe today is the day of salvation. Maybe today is the time when you say, okay, I'm done running. I give up. If that's you, he's already made the promises. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for you. He loves you. You know you can't get to heaven by yourself. You say, Brother Micah, would you mind stop talking and tell me how, friend, today you could accept him. Not as part of your life, as the Lord of your life. This is no lordship salvation deal where you... No, what I'm talking about is you need to say, God, I surrender all. I know for a fact that my good works can't get me to heaven. You could pray a prayer just like this. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know that I have done wrong. I know I'm wretched. But I know that you're perfect. And I want you, the sacrifice you made on a cross, your son made dying for me, I want you to apply that to my account. I want you to save me. I want you to take me to heaven. I want to be your child. If that's you, and you prayed a prayer like that, I'll be honest with you, I don't know that I meant to come in that strong on this point. There's many other points in this passage we'll get to tomorrow and Friday that we could have spoken like this, but I'm glad God has brought us to this point today. 
if that's you, I so desperately want to hear from you. There's so many ways you can get in contact with me. I'm going to give you one way you can get a hold of me personally. And then the announcer will come on and tell you a myriad of ways that you can get a hold of us. And if you're watching on YouTube, Weston, our radio editor, he's going to put up my email address. He's going to put up our business phone number. But I'm going to give you my personal cell number. I want you to listen. I'd like you to text me directly. Here's my number. You ready? Text me. Tell me I got saved. Or tell me what decision you need help with today. Text me at 309 316 7240. Again, that number. I'm going to give it to you real slow before the announcer comes on. Ready? It's 309 316 7240. Those of you who are listening on the radio, you're going to hear the announcer tell you all the other ways you can get a hold of me, but I'd love to hear from you personally. I want you to reach out to me personally one more time. 309 316 7240. Zero. Tomorrow, we're going to keep asking and answering the question, how can we sit at the king's table? Have a great day for his glory. We'll talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309 828 68 That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.